G'day team, welcome to another installment of life. I hope you're fantastic. Today I want to talk to you about your age. In fact, your ages. So obviously we've all got a chronological age, how many years we've been, days, months, years we've been on planet Earth. So for me, that number equals, I was going to say sadly 59, but not sad. I'd rather be 59 than the alternative, which is dead. So so for me, that number is 59. So chronological age, we all know what it is. The other kind of age, which is perhaps more important, is biological age. And biological age is, it's a little bit of, the, the term is a little bit bro science, but essentially what biological age is talking about, it's called a few different things, but we'll just go with biological age, is essentially how old, in inverted commas, your body is from a physiological from a functional, from a health, from an immune system point of view, so or perspective. So what that means is if we took my 59-year-old body, the body that's been on the planet since 1963, turning 60 soon, oh, my God. If we took my body and then we put it through a battery of tests and strength and uh, muscular endurance and aerobic endurance and a little bit of agility and balance and speed. And we took a bit of blood and tested a few things and we get all of the results of this testing on me. And then we take those results and we compare the results of my testing with my body against a whole lot of other results of tens of thousands of people. And we compare my results to what's called normative data and then we get a comparison between my score and the scores of tens of thousands of people of different ages. And so what we would find is, or what we can find is, uh, here's what's typical in inverted commas for a 59-year-old bloke. These are the results that are typical, that are average, that are indicative of a 59-year-old human. And then we might get my results and they might say, Craig, you've got the equivalent physiology from a functional, from a health point of view, from a, a bunch of different uh, metrics. You've got the equivalent physiology of a 67-year-old or a 37-year-old or whatever it is. And so what we know is that, of course, there's an inevitability of you and me getting older from a numeric point of view, from a chronological point of view. But we also now know clearly, without any doubt whatsoever, that there are many things that you and I can manage and manipulate and uh, work with to be younger from a functional point of view. So what it means is if you're 40, you don't have to walk around in a typical 40-year-old body. You don't need to look or feel or function like a typical 40-year-old. Now, I'm not talking, when I say typical, I'm not being um, derogatory. I'm talking about what is just the average based on uh, current humans. Um, I can look around at typical 59-year-olds or the average 59-year-old. I know, I can tell you that typically the average 59-year-old cannot do one chin-up. I know that because I've worked with thousands and tens of thousands of bodies. So the average 59-year-old bloke that we pluck from suburbia, take him, uh, I'll just say him because I'm a him, take him into a gym and say, all right, this is how you do a chin-up, do one. He couldn't. The average random bloke couldn't probably 
I'm talking about most, uh, not all, couldn't probably run two kilometres without stopping, um, couldn't probably to do 10 proper push-ups, um, would have significantly less muscle, lower bone density, less fitness, less muscular and aerobic endurance than they did, than he or she, for that matter, had when they were 49, 39, or 29, of course. And so with no intervention, in other words, without doing anything, without any program or any strategy um, or any kind of process that's followed, of course, there's an inevitability of your body getting older, losing power, losing function, losing your brain, losing cognitive ability or, or a decreasing cognitive function, same thing. Um, and so everything deteriorates. Of course it does. But the rate at which we deteriorate or the perhaps the capacity to even put the brakes on deterioration or maybe even reverse deterioration to an extent, depending on our starting point, right? So, for example, someone like me who doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, exercises every day, lifts weights every day, walks five kilometers plus a day, does a few runs here and there, um, and has a lifestyle which is very aligned with who I want to be and how I want to be. So my scope for improvement is not huge right now because I'm already doing most things pretty well. However, take a 59-year-old, say, alternate me in an alternate world who didn't do the things that I do, who didn't come from a background of no booze and no drugs and none of that, and, and didn't weigh 84 kilos, weighed 120 kilos. Now, that version of Craig, there would be drastic room for improvement. And even that version of Craig at 120 kilos could still wind back his biological age significantly. In fact, way more than current me, this version of me talking to you. So the good news is that any age, at any chronological age, we can get stronger, we can improve function, we can improve our immune system, strengthen our immune system, we can improve cognitive, we can literally improve the way that our mind works, our ability to focus and remember things and make good decisions and perform under pressure and have um, uh, cognitive endurance so that we don't fatigue mentally as quick as we did last month or last year. And so when we take all of the things into account, like sleep and diet and the way that we socialize, whether or not that's, you know, booze or drugs or excessive food in certain situations, um, lifestyle, incidental activity, incidental activity is just how much you move typically in a day. Some people move a lot. Some people incidentally walk 10 Ks a day. Some people walk one. Some people expend 3,000 calories a day just getting through the day before they even do a workout. Some people expend 1,000. It depends on the genetics of the individual, the age of the individual, the weight of the individual, the muscle mass of the individual, and then what that individual does in terms of energy expenditure movement through the day. And then occupational activity is another big one. So, for example, me who's sitting on my ass right now talking to a microphone at my desk versus uh, my cousin who, this is my make-believe cousin, my cousin who's a bricklayer who works 50 or 40 hours a week lifting heavy shit, moving heavy shit, doing a physically demanding job. 
his level of occupational activity is through the roof. So that guy probably doesn't even need to work out. Definitely not as much as, you know, fat harp sitting at his computer. Okay. And then things like stress and um, obviously uh, genetics, which I mentioned, and then I guess structured exercise. So the way that we consciously choose to optimize our body through stretching and cardio and strength training and maybe even a few things like you know balance and agility and coordination um, things that tend to decline as we get older I think that the interesting thing or an interesting observation for me is that almost any gym that you go to in anywhere in the world you'll see a lot of young-ish people in there and by young I mean say 15 to 40 and while I think that's great and I encourage everyone to train and work out and I'm glad to see the 15 to 40s, but what we see a far smaller representation of is people over 40. Now, if anyone needs to be in the gym, I mean needs from a physiological necessity point of view, it's people who are over 40. And ironically, the people who need to be there often don't go and the people who don't need to be there as much go all the time, um, a certain percentage anyway. And so as we get older, I think, yes, we need to manage all the other stuff, obviously. You know, we need to manage our career and our money and our relation, all of that stuff. But I think from 40 onwards, if not 40, absolutely 50. But, you know, if you're up for it, 40, if you're in that age range, um, thinking about how you want your body to age how you want your body to feel and function and look and perform. The truth is that, of course, there's a certain inevitability, which I said, and there's also a genetic component that we can't um, control. But what we can do is we can influence the way that our genes express themselves and we can optimize what genetic potential we do have by varying and optimizing all of those um individual components, sleep, diet, exercise, lifestyle, booze, drugs, all that stuff that I spoke to you about. So you might be 50, you might be 60, but you don't need to be in a typical body. My advice to you is do what's required to be atypical, not fear ego, not because you're a narcissist, but because you want to live in the best, healthiest, most functional, most high-performing body that you can because there is a clear relationship between the quality of your health, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and also your ability to navigate life uh, more easily and more effectively and in a more empowered state. See you tomorrow.